Welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 144. I am Mordak, aka Mord. No! Okay, no! No! <laughs> Okay, uh, my name is Kraken Zero, aka Henry. Did I do it right mm, this time? Wrong. Why do you look like a different beard this week, Henry? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my, 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 my brain is all screwed up from coming back from the Shadow Realm. I swear to week, fucking so. God, if you pretend to be <laughs> Jeff next, I will fly to Portland and, I, I don't know, take you to the $40 donut place I found out about the other day. <laughs> my name's Jeff. Oh, you're it. paying. <laughs> you're bribing me with a good time. I feed I'm your donuts. I feed your oh. dog laxatives. That's what I'll do. <laughs> don't do that. That's mean. That's yeah. That's that's mean to the dogs. <laughs> yeah, don't take it out of the dogs. They just want to. Now train man. your dogs to feed you laxatives. I don't know. That, that is impressive. You know, my husky would probably do that. My lab would probably not care. I train Mandy's spiders to feed you laxatives. Why am I on laxatives? <laughs> I don't know. You, you have kind of an obsession with laxatives right now. Yeah. Um, hello on. and welcome. We are the Wicked Awesome cast, and this is episode 144. We're still here. We're doing our thing. We're all back And this of week. course, yeah, we're all back. The trio, the, the three musketeers. Yeah. So, uh, yes, just I went through the names, but in the wrong order. Um, I am, of course, Maeve. Uh, Alex is my other, that's my government name. Uh, I'm joined today here with Charlie, a.k.a. Mordak, and, of course, Kraken Zero, uh, Henry. That is the gang, and here we are. So, yeah, I missed out. Uh, I was gone last week. I hope you guys did okay without me. I know Charlie missed me. I got your text messages and your letters. I appreciate that. Do you know another Charlie or something? <laughs> no, it was, it was you, Charlie. <clears throat> I got the letters. I understand. You missed me. It's okay. I oh, was stay oh, in the... oh, oh, you read them wrong. Uh, those were death threats, Alex. Those were death threats? Well, they were enough to keep me alive, Charlie. Oh, great. And I can appreciate <laughs> The burning fire of your hatred kept me warm through that cold winter. I wanted you to die! <laughs> yes, uh, I was gone last week, but I'm glad to be back this week. I look forward. We can talk some video. Welcome back. Not be able to talk video this past week. So last week was so full of like moments made specifically for you. Yeah. Fucking I I heard Bowser becomes an executive at fucking Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah, a fucking dude named Bowser becomes the executive. Yeah. By the way, did you see the picture that he posted saying hello and like thanks for all the? Yeah. Yes. We we talked welcomes? about that exact picture. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah I, like, I fucking put in the notes last week, like, hold for Alex's bad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> You've been gone the longest, so what have you been up to? Um, well, let's see. Uh, I've been enjoying the snow, whatever was left of it. So, uh, I, I was out and about and had fun. Had a nice little snow day at work. Not enough to shut down the city, but enough wait, for me wait, to go out wait, and enjoy wait, wait. Snow Day means something to the rest of us. Did they close the office? They did not close the office, but they did, did not have a fucking Snow Day. Look, look, for this fucking SoCal kid who's never actually seen snow fall naturally without having to drive up some expensive ass mountain, this was my Snow Day. So. Was it just a day that snow happened while you were at work? 
That's called it snowed. Yeah, it's That's, snowed. Okay. Yeah. Use the correct terminology. <laughs> like, I fucking work at a company where half of the company occasionally has actual legit snow days, where it's like mm-hmm. the roads are closed because a tree got taken out by snow. Everyone go home. Hmm. Well, so I had a snow day. Ah! And- <laughs> day where snow fell. Yeah, a snow day. That's what it is. It's a day with snow. Snow day. Right? Guys? Snow day. <laughs> Let me make some quick notes as to where that silence was, so I make sure... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, but yeah, um, let's see. So there we Mandy and I have been going out trying out some different Portland S things that have been kind of fun and a couple of weeks ago I didn't get a chance to talk about it. We went to I guess it's called the Portland Lights Festival, where they do a bunch of like art exhibits and stuff like that. And boy was that a thing. Like on a scale of on the hipster scale of like riding a unicycle to work every day to building a unicycle flaming thing for Burning Man, where does this fall? <laughs> Writing a unicycle flaming thing at a silent disco. All you had to say was silent disco and I knew exactly what you were in for. Okay. Yep. Mm. So they have a bunch of different laser art exhibit stuff, which is kind of okay, I guess. The, the, the crown jewel of, my, of this was they had a, I guess, near the little convention area or something like that they had a silent disco where you can rent out headphones for five dollars and dance around in public i hate silent discos here's the kicker the dj was still playing music out loud i know so you 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 didn't need to rent five dollar headphones oh no it's different music with some frequency but but uh, that means every like everybody's dancing it different ways. It just looks like chaos. Uh, so, uh, so discos come in one of two flavors: the version Alex described, or the ones where it's like in an empty fucking warehouse and it's silent in there, and they're just blasting the music to the headphones exclusively. What Alex attended was someone realized, "Oh shit, we probably should play some music on top of the silent fucking disco thing." To fill the air some because silent discos are creepy as shit, actually. <laughs> like, I, what they were playing was probably like generic, hey, you're at a festival music. The stuff they put through the headphones is typically like the harder ADM bullshit stuff where it's like, yeah, you can dance to this on Molly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Sounds like a sounds like a nightmare. Anything with a silent rave is a nightmare. Yeah, no, this was this was very much a a kind of sad display, so to speak. I was I was just like saw pictures, like it looks cool. Explain like it's visually it looks like aesthetically, but like it's uh, I I could uh, having made some of these professionally. I know how this goes sideways. So, was this your first time at an event like this? Yeah. Did you know what you were getting into before N- you no. showed up? How did you hear about this? Uh, oh, it was on a calendar we got for like things to do in Portland. Gotcha. 
And I was like, yeah, cool. We were actually going to go as a couple's date because Mandy uh, has uh, some friends that moved up here. Sure. And so we were going to go all together. And for them, like, it sucks, but their kid got sick. So ah. they ended up staying in and taking care of their kid, which they should as responsible parents. Good for them. Um, and we're like, you guys dodged a bullet. So you guys are good. They've been before? <laughs> no. This is the first time. <clears throat> they moved up here after we did. Oh, gotcha. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That 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 uh <laughs> that that little adventure was um yeah. So I, I I'm looking at pictures. Um, did did you see the people trapped inside the plastic hamster balls? No, they did not have that actually. They definitely did because I'm seeing pictures from the event you in theory attended. Yeah. No, the one we saw was kind of lackluster. Couple light laser. They had uh. Like a weird, like UV light thing with a table tennis thing going. Huh. For one part. And then we walked over to the P, what was it, Portland State University? Because it's in downtown Portland. So uh, we went down to um, that thing. And it was just literally like a giant, one of those giant. Oh, okay. There were four different zones of this thing. Yeah. And we went to two of them. And the second one was literally just at the campus sucked so we're like yeah no we're done here so we went home <laughs> sure so yeah that sucked but anyway um so we've we've tried to try to dabble in some portland things and even then sometimes we're like yeah this is kind of too much for us uh, other than that i mean it's been uh but to be honest, I'm I'm ready to quit. I think it's I think it's I I've reached a point where I'm kind of not really having to game, and I only log in to raid, and even that's not becoming 100 percent enjoyable anymore. Mm. So, I think uh, my subscription's up in June. It's it's gonna be canceled. You know, you could cancel it sooner. Just saying. Oh, I know, <laughs> I know. I'm I'm holding out a little bit right, now. <laughs> but. Yeah. Um, June is several months away. Well, I have it every six months. You can cancel. They'll give you some of that money back. I'll write out the time. But yeah, um, between that... You do get and... that you're set, you sound like a guy who's like, okay, this is my last bag of heroin. When I'm out of heroin, I'm done, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, let me finish my crack, is what I'm trying to say. Fair enough. Um, between that, I, I have been playing Mean and Apex Legends, which has been fun. Uh, I've had a Legends, actually. It's surprisingly refreshing, and some of the quality of life changes they've added have been really cool. Like, the idea that you can respawn your team if you can get to a, like, a respawn point for them is yeah, a fucking I, nifty-ass idea. There are rumors and some, like, pretty documented stuff that Fortnite may be ripping that idea off. With like yeah, a, I saw that. With, like, a revive ice cream truck. Yep. But yeah, um, other than that, I mean, I've, I've been having a little bit of fun here. They're doing that stuff, so it was nice. <laughs> no? But anyway, you guys, how about you guys? What you been up to? I, I'll go next, I guess. Um, I had a complicated week at work, so I didn't do much. Um, that, that whole getting married thing takes up a surprising amount of your time, so me and Jen spent some time kind of scouting stuff for that. 
But in the kind of more relevant to this podcast realm, I played a lot of Anthem because I make poor life choices. I, I it's weird. So prior to like, so everything I said in last week's podcast was true at that point in time. Since then, the number of technical issues I have in, I've encountered has increased some but in a kind of like weirdly specifically controllable way, which is a little bit bizarre. I I have completed the kind of inbox, if you will, Anthem campaign. I think like the back third of that campaign is actually kind of cool. It does some neat stuff. Um, I feel a little bit bad that like what I was talking about last week with like prior to the certain set of events in the game, you're not the one. You're just like, yo, you're a freelancer by the end of the campaign, you're, like, a really famous freelancer who's, like, gonna turn around for the freelancers, and that was cool, but I'm also like, no! I just want this game to treat me like, oh, it's you. Fuck it out there, kill those things for us. You know what I say? We don't care. You're not special. Go be a guy in a forest with a mech suit. Uh, yeah, it's... It's weird. I... I I was reading online a bunch of people saying, like, the normal versus hard mode in that game are really different, and having spent a lot of time playing hard mode this week because normal mode is getting too easy, I think the difficulty for that game is kind of broken. I kind of mm. think what that game thinks hard mode is should be not in a, like, it's not hard, but, like, it's actually kind of a really good game on hard. Like, what the enemies do, it forces you to engage in the systems more. Like, you can't just kind of tank and grid it out some. You have to actually, like, learn what the fuck your javelin's good and bad at. It's a hard mode. Like, so, prior to all the betas and the early accesses, I was I'm like, yeah, I gotta play the Colossal, I think. And then I found out in the private beta that, like, or not the private, one, one of the betas, one of the things for it, that the Colossus doesn't have shields as a deployable kind of barrier shield, which at the time I didn't like. And I, I'm not saying get the Colossus early. I, I I do think maybe play through the campaign as the Ranger, because it's the most versatile of the classes. But like in the end game stuff when you can start to specialize, you can boost the Colossus's health so fucking high, it makes a real difference on gameplay. And like I, I made a full one eighty turn on that class where I'm like Eh, maybe not for me. No, this this thing's the thing I play. It's exactly what I want. I get to mm -hmm. run people over with a shield. <laughs> like, I have a fucking flamethrower or a mortar strapped to my right arm, which is cool. And, like, my defense is fucking offensive as shit. Like, I I was involved in, the, like, a ma like, a match made thing last night where I... It's weird, and that no one's talking about this in a good way. Like the the classes in that game, with the except uh, the versatility of each class, but not the outstanding versatility of each class, is fascinating. Where it's like the most quote powerful class in the game is the Colossus. It's literally kind of a walking artillery platform, but it's like driving a fucking and it doesn't have a kind of constant shield, and you have to deploy the shield. As a result, it's the tank. Like you can, like literally, it's special moves. It pulls aggro. It's got a battle cry. It either kind of boosts and boosts your guys or literally draws aggro. So, 
but because of the shield, you actually have more shield than the other classes, so you're also kind of the field reviver. Like, mm -hmm. you're oddly enough the healer. So, like, I got stuck in a fight where it was me, two storms, and interceptor, and it just became me pulling aggro and running on reviving people for 10 minutes. And, like, it worked, but it was fun because the shield has a really, like, has a dark souls. Like, when you're not using it, fucking drop your shield because it recharges super fucking fast. But, like, enemies will chew through it really quick. I thought maybe the mods I was running at the time. Like, I, it's. I still like that game a lot. I, I, I'm giving it till the actual end game launches. I think that comes out in a couple weeks. But like, I'm really enjoying my time at the end of the game in some ways more than I ever enjoyed the actual campaign. I, it's, I, I feel like an idiot because there's an entire story arc that I that got lost in my quest log to the point where I actually sent like um Bungie, uh, not Bungie, Bioware and a support ticket being like, hi. I think my game glitched. I can't find this uh this uh quest tree. As digging, I'm like, oh no, there it is. I turn the notifications for it off. Shit, and it's kind of one of the best sets of quests in the game. Like it ends in some crazy ass sci-fi shit for that game, which was kind of surprising. And as a result of that, like a bunch of people in the fort have stuff to say. All of a sudden, it's I like that game, but I also feel fucking bad liking that game. Hmm. Given that everyone's like, oh, it's a bad game, and like, oh, it's doing so bad in reviews. I'm like, nah, the, I think the reviews are a little harsh, but like, they're not wrong. I'm still having a lot of fun. The combat's really good. The javelins are really fun. Yeah, the end game's kind of bad, but also like the idea of getting better. I get the, I know what shotgun I like. And the idea of getting better and better versions of that same shotgun, I kind of don't hate. Like, I wish there was more variety, but also I don't care that much, it turns out, because there is variety in the kind of tier system of them, and they each have different kind of script perks on them. Like, I I have a shotgun that makes my Colossus and only my Colossus way better, which is cool, but also, like, yeah, this, this is situational. I, I feel genuinely bad liking that game, though, just based on public opinion, and I feel weird about that been a while like it's the it's a lot of flashbacks to destiny one year one where it's like this game is trash yeah but we're all playing 40 hours of the week so what does that say <laughs> i don't think it's quite that popular but like this is the same week where like you got people out there being like yeah the game like oh it did 10 percent sales of or it did those then i think it was anthem not an anthem um uh destiny no, yeah, Destiny, but also like uh, Mass Effect and Drama. It's like, oh, it's got worse sales, and that's like, yes, but also that study only shows physical sales, and anyone who bought Destiny 2 physical is a moron. And I did that, and I'm a moron. <laughs> who bought Anthem physical sales is a moron. I didn't make that mistake a second time because, like, this game has no offline mode. There is literally no reason to own a physical version of it. If yep. they shut down the servers, the game is gone. Yep. Yeah, I, it's I, like I said. Like I, I genuinely feel kind of conflicted because has some problems. Like I, the, there's a there's a mission in the game right now I'm working through that has like go do these activities over and over, which is fine. I'm used to grindy games, but one of them is use the quick play functionality, and every quick play functionality match or everything I, I've used it 
I've jumped into a match that had like some massive game-breaking glitch going on, the coolest of which was it was stuck at a checkpoint, perpetually spawning waves of enemies. It, cool fight because it was just like 300 style, like everything must die. But after 10 minutes of that, I'm like, nope, this mission's glitched. Got it. <laughs> this was supposed to be over by now. This is cool and all, but I'm going to leave. Or like another mission that I was doing where I, I jumped in. It's like, oh, yeah, the waypoints aren't showing up. Left, went back into quick match, got put right back into that same mission. I'm like, nope. Shit. Ah, uh, it's yeah. I like I, I've had the game crash out a couple times. I'm, I'm having the weirdest time now where I'll like the game will run fine. Then I'll go to I'll quit it. It will get me out of the game, and then the like closing part of it will crash out or something. It's I've gotten the impression that like a bunch of the t issues people talk about are uh, console specific, specifically PS4, which like I've heard those load times are real bad on console and they're not great on pc but they're better yeah i've yeah. heard that too i've heard the console experience i mean the game overall apparently is pretty bad but i that's just i don't agree with that like it's it's this weird mix of a couple things like the, there's a couple fights in the game of this thing called titans that reviewers seem to hate and don't get me wrong they're not great but if you're in a group of four people they're not bad either. Like they're kind of fun almost if you're in a group of four people. Like some of the most fun I've had in that game was there's a fight where you fight four of them or three of them at once at the end of a mission, and that's what I was doing the healing thing for. Where it's like, no, no, you guys keep DPSing the shit. I'll keep you up. Uh, it's mm -hmm. it's weird. That game is very balanced around the idea of you have to have four people in a squad. Like it starts to. Like, it kind of falls apart some when you're playing solo, just because, like, uh, yeah, I. it feels like it's balanced as soon as at least another person with you at all times. So, like, one of you can pull attention. Like, there are weak points on enemies that you cannot get by yourself. But, like, if someone else is there, you can just burn through shit, and it feels real cool. Because, yeah, like, I... Like, so there's these tank enemies that have the scar heavies, I'm like what they're actually called, that have like just straight fuel canisters on their back, and the game will yell at you like, hey, shoot the fuel canisters. If you're playing solo, it's kind of hard to get there. If you're not playing solo, it's like, okay, Colossus, go, go pull aggro, we'll get these guys. And it works. It's... The game definitely has problems. I'm not trying to say that. Like, I've encountered more problems since last week than I had previously. I, it's... Parts of the story aren't great, but I also kind of dug the story. I, it's weird because the story ends with one hell of a next time on Anthem moment that <laughs> is weird but kind of cool. Like, I, <sighs> There's this real weird vibe to the game for me, at least, and I keep saying kind of the same thing. Where I, I, Maybe it's early access, maybe it's not. Like, it feels like the actual version of this game is going to come later on this month when the Elder content drops, which is their endgame stuff. Yeah. Like, the next time on Anthem thing, like, introduces a much more plausible enemy and, like, hints at some lore shit and... 
makes the game far more intriguing than the game's default enemies of the Dominion that are like, we're the bad guys. Why? Our leader looks like Darth Vader. Mm. And spoilers, I guess, into a giant demon thing at the end of the game, which is a cool boss fight, I gotta admit. Like, I, it's... It is a game that's at its best when you are a person in power armor fighting like a tense, like a 20 foot tall demon lord thing. And the game has lots of moments of that, which make it work. And it's got some problems, though, too. I don't know. I, I, I'm having a lot of fun playing it. I played a lot of it this week. I, it's, but yeah, I, it's. The patches definitely fixed some stuff, but also started to break stuff. But also now, like, I'm in the end game and actually care more about my gear and I'm getting good gear and that game gets more fun when you unlock like purple and better quality gear because you have a larger gear pool to pull from. I it's I it's weird. I don't know. I I'm not max level yet. I don't have I don't have all four javelins unlocked. I'm looking forward now to getting into an interceptor because of how like high end changes the equipment alone at high end changes the game so much, and it's hard mm -hmm. to emphasize that. Like it's this is a game, the campaign, and then tell me what you think. Actually, why? Well, because your loot prior to that's going to suck, and it doesn't matter. And just play the ranger, or not the ranger. Yeah, yeah, the ranger. It's like just play the generic one. Why? You don't have the gear to make the more interesting ones fun. You just don't. Mm. You can. But like, Storm's probably valid. I'm willing to bet. But like, I can't imagine Interceptor or Colossus from the start of the game. I really can't. But what the fuck do I know? Yeah, I. That's not for Rainbow Anthem. I'm having fun with it, but maybe don't buy it. It's weird. It's fun, but also kind of good. It's fixable. It's very fixable. That's maybe the best takeaway. That's a good way to put it. Actually, yeah. it's, it's fixable. Yeah. It, it, it's suffering from, I guess, that similar Destiny beginnings where it's like... Yeah, I... It's in both a better and worse spot than Dent launched. I, it's, I like this game more than Destiny 1 in some ways, but it's got more technical problems, but I think it's also, like... It's got its feet than one did, I guess. Like, I... Destiny was kind of reinvigorating a, a a whole kind of style of gameplay. Like, it's the... Yeah, Borderlands existed, but, like, loot shooters were few and far between at best. Anthem gets the benefit of, you know what a loot shooter is, and you know what we can do to improve these. So, like, yeah. And I also think the team at Biosound did a really good job of talking to people. Like, their kind of community interaction and their kind of... The, the Twitter accounts, the Reddit stuff. Like, it's the... It might just be a smokescreen, but it feels genuine and unresponsive. And at least the stuff they've been saying all along and the changes they've made and all that jazz are good. Like The changes feel positive for the most part. And Yeah, uh, one of the examples of that, um, a couple of the loot drops currently in that game were kind of like one that you had. Yeah. Like, you had a rifle that dropped that uh, gave a damage boost to pistols, but you didn't have pistols equipped, so it was yep. kind of like a worthless stat to have. And I guess um, somebody had written this lengthy post, and I think the guy used to work at Diablo. He used to work on Diablo three, uh, working on their like loot stuff and yeah. itemization. And I guess they took it to heart, and they released a patch 
recently too like hey just so you know we've changed the loot drop so now you can't get completely useless combos for loot um you know for new ones not the old ones but still like i mean that that alone like they're like okay yeah granted it's a fucking fix that they had to roll out already but the fact that they're like listening and they're like yeah no all right is kind of a good sign because it was a well-written post and whatnot and they responded on reddit and yeah uh, so I can definitely give EA has been kind of good about that. Right? It's weird to give EA such a good compliment. Yeah, I, it's between. It, it, and I think that's the thing. It's, we're not complimenting EA. We're complimenting Bioware. What Bioware is at this point? Like EA didn't make this game. Bioware Studios did, and yeah. they're owned by EA. It's published by EA. It's on Origin, but like it's not. Uh, what's the CEO of EA called? Or what's his name? I'm blanking on it. Like Satan. He, sure, he did not make the game. Uh-huh. And I think people have a hard time distinguishing that. Like it's the remember this is like this is by that measure, like EA made uh this game and they made Apex Legends, which is doing quite well. Yeah, and yeah. that one they're actually they're re- really good with the community right now. Yeah. Like I, I think it's Maybe this is all new, all new EA kind of thing, all new improved EA, if you will. Like the post, it's weird. Like post uh, Battlefield, not Battle, uh, Battlefield Two, Battlefront Two, Star Wars multiplayer shooter game that came out a couple years back that we all were up in arms and outraged about. Like it feels weird to say it, but post that, EA seems to have like doubled down on, yo, we're gonna interact with our communities more. I. Maybe not always effectively or well, but there seems to be a bizarre emphasis on that all of a sudden that I think is a net positive. Like, it doesn't change the fact that Anthem has problems, and that game still, like, that game seemed to turn it around eventually. People seem happier with that game than they were at launch, and yeah, and it's still being supported like two or three years later, so yeah. Yeah, I, moving on from Anthem, though, I played more Apex Legends. I download the PC version briefly. I'm like, oh, let's try this out. Like, all right, I don't play these games on PC, but that game does work on PC with controller support, oddly enough. Mm. Like, you, you can be viable in the PC community for that game with a controller, which I kind of dug. I, yeah, I played that some. I played a little bit of For Honor because I still want to like that game more than I do. I really do. And now I have it on my PS4 via download, so... Thank you, PlayStation Plus. Yeah! What have you been up to, Henry? Alright, well, I'm still still playing games that won't tax my system because, yes, I still don't have a video card or a replacement video card anyway. And so I decided to look at the Independent Games Festival finalists. And one thing I found that when I was going through them have not been released yet. And so that's kind of weird. I guess that they sent along trial versions of the games to the festival, I suppose. Because, yeah, several of them, uh, quite a few of them have not actually been released yet. Um, I don't know, like, when is it? Uh, Let's see. Oh, 20th, uh, March 20th. Wait, so these are last... Are these nominees, or are these last year's winners? These are nominees. Okay, sorry, I missed the nominees part. I said these were winners. My yeah, bad. they're final. They're finalists. Okay, yeah, sorry, that, my confusion. Okay, that makes that's, sense. That, 
that's actually the way they refer to it as finalists. But uh, yeah, and so a lot of many of the, most of them are out in one way or another, but there's several of them that are not that I was kind of curious about, but they just haven't been released. Mm-hmm. So I played two that were sort of more, I guess, experiences than traditional games. Like, all right, so uh, the Black Room was a game is a game that is browser-based, so you can just play it in your browser. And it's... Uh, it's kind of... I Well, <laughs> I picked some difficult games to describe, uh, because they aren't, yeah, they aren't sort of classic games. They're more sort of game experiences. And so the browser-based one is kind of telling a broken narrative of a sort. And and it does play around with sort of the layout and the way web browsers work and stuff. So it does some pretty clever stuff, uh, to be sure. But yeah, you can just sort of you can just find it on online in a very strange, like <laughs> at least the way the website is. the The website's name looks it's like a like looks like about uh sixty four random letters <laughs> as as the URL. But yeah, uh, yeah, you can just uh, yeah, it's it's an experience. So you just kind of click through it. It's, it plays a bit like a point and click game, I guess. And you just sort of hover over, mouse hover over stuff and click on stuff and check things out and kind of explore it. And it's uh, yeah, it's not yeah, it's. It's it's kind of goes beyond description in that yeah it's it's an experience but I think it's pretty cool and I think there's good reason why they've kind of chosen it as a finalist because it really does explore a, an interesting narrative space and how and the way in which you explore it so that was pretty cool. Uh, the I'm on their itch.io uh, page like it's got some real impressive retro style graphics going on. Yeah, well, yeah, it it does a lot of, it, it actually uses some old sprites from okay, older games. Okay, that makes sense. A certain amount of them, and then some of them are custom made. And yeah, it's so you got to click through with this kind of very dreamlike experience. It's it's very stream of consciousness, but it's yeah, it's definitely exploring interesting narrative space in a very interesting way. You need to have a a large desktop and a browser to play this on, like sure. you wouldn't be able to play it on. A, you wouldn't be able to play it on a phone. Mm. Things involving the way you use the browser and the ways that you have to view certain rooms. That you have to have a browser that you can both make very big and very small. And I don't want to give away too much of it. I, I think it's worth checking out. It won't. It's not like something you get stuck into or something you have to do. It's just kind of like something you can hop back in in and out. Of. That's that's pretty cool. Uh, I downloaded another one called Circle Zero, and it also kind of falls in the same sort of experience thing, except it actually has some controls. And so the way it works, it works. It's kind of FPS mouse controls. So you know, W A S D to move around, use the mouse to look around, to look around and click on stuff. But it's just to it's clarify, perp- this is not Circle Zero otherworldly hero business? No. Okay. No, this is just something called Circle Zero. But yeah, it's... 
But yeah, essentially, you it, it, there again, you're kind of exploring a narrative space using FPS controls, hmm. and it has some kind of bizarre mechanics. Like one of them is you essentially have a visor, and you're kind of like a. It's hard. I guess it's kind of like you're walking around inside of your own head, in a certain sense. And you can you can pull stuff out of the outside world and pull it into your visor world, and it's you can equip anything. Like any if somebody's running around, you can buy buy them and then equip them in the game. It's 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 yeah. There again, it's it's one that's a little bit hard to describe by just its mechanics alone. But it, yeah, it's definitely an experience. You go around, you check through it. You're you're moving around in a in a very interesting narrative space, and the way it wants you to, and the way I guess, but what both both games have in common is the way they want you to explore the game. The mechanics of the game are the interesting part. Like the way that you actually end up trying to explore this narrative space becomes a very interesting part. So I think, so yeah, I think they're very cool. I like to play games that sort of play with the idea of what does what does it actually mean to be a game? What is it? Yeah, I mean, I have I have quite a few games like that on in my like in my game collection. To be honest, like that play around with you know what what are what's that actually doesn't mean to have a game like uh there's this one game i play uh this is also in my uh just in my collection called uh uh it called? oh yeah that's right uh, uh luxuria superbia and that one's also sort of like that is a I don't fucking know. name man yeah luxuria superbia and it's it's also another sort of exploring a narrative space. It's it's kind of hard to describe, but yeah, it's I, I like these games that don't just that aren't married to a certain idea of what does it mean to be a game and what does it mean to like what are game mechanics? What does it what do you have to require to be called a game? And I think that can get pretty uh, it can get pretty vague. I mean, it seems like a I mean, there's something between just if it's an interactive experience, can you call it a game? Is that enough to be a game? I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying these things are the thing I know. I'm saying that these are games. These are you know games that kind of mess with the idea of what does it mean to actually be a game. Fractionish or no? What's that? Is it frog fractionish? What's that? I'm not. Oh, you don't know. If... That actually surprises me. Some not in a, because you just have to know frog fractions well. I it was a, it was a game that they. The best for describing frog fractions is describing frog fractions two, which was a game that was kickstarted and released and hidden inside of a different game, and people spent like, I think it was the better part of a decade looking for frog fractions two. Like it's a game that starts off as like a oh, generic flash game. But then, like the first one's like it was like it was a browser game as well. But, like it starts off like a generic flash game and then becomes something totally ridiculous, like kind of about the nature of video games. You can find you can find Frog Fractions out there right now if you type in Frog Fractions. Oh yeah, I s- oh yeah, I found yeah. yeah, I found it. Yeah, apparently you can still play it. And oh, it's buy great. It like yeah, the, it's yeah. I guess there's an ARG connected with it in as well. Like, among other things, the, yeah. 
that's that's pretty cool yeah yeah and so yeah yeah that's kind of yeah also space of what does it mean to be a game and sort of meta game and fourth wall and things like that so yeah i like i like to check out games that yeah that there again they aren't married to what does it mean to be a game because we had already started breaking out of that when the first video games were made that weren't based on a board game and so that or that weren't based on existing sports or board games or any games that people know when we first started to see games that kind of played around with just the idea of just being a little more abstract i mean you can't really compare chess to space invaders and so i guess even early on games are already starting to get a change the idea of what does it mean to be a game yeah i mean and a part of i guess i mean when you come to go game theory and from the mathematical side a game essentially is just like what one or more people are involved in in sort of a competition and that's really all it means to be in a game. And so game theory in the mathematical sense applies to practically any decision in real life. But yeah, I, I yeah, but yeah, the get back get back to it. Yeah, the those yeah, there's some really neat games. I, I, I'd say if you haven't checked out the Independent Games Festival or at least what they've nominated, definitely worth looking at those. Some no surprises games are in there, like uh Subnautica is in there, and Return of the Oprah Den is in there, and those are some some that I uh, that I've seen before. Um, Iconoclasts I'd seen before. Beat Saber is in there, uh, and so yeah, so yeah, there's some definitely some in there that are advised, but you know, some in there that definitely haven't been seen yet. I like that they also have a best student game section for students working on games, and I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's what I did. Oh, it, yeah, I guess. Yeah, uh, I also played Darkest Dungeon. Woo! Uh, seeing, as, seeing as how the second one's coming out soon, I went back and played that and uh, killed off a few generations of people. Yeah, that's that's a frustrating game. It's supposed to be frustrating. It's supposed to be difficult. So I mean, yeah, occasionally I send people off to their doom. That game channels I. It- Ever play the tabletop game uh, Ravenloft? Yes. Ever see how it's played in like um, large uh, conventions? Um, in what way? Right, so I'm I'm playing. It's one of the tabletop ones. They have a famous Ravenloft game every year, where like hundreds of people sign up to play in it, and it's like a five lo- It's like a five hour long panel. It's just DM killing people off throughout the campaign, but like it's. It's one of those things where it's like the the joke of it is the longer you can keep the DM laugh the GM laughing the longer you'll live kind of thing, and <laughs> Darkest Dungeon occasionally channels that like feeling like, like they did a funny musical intro to it where it's like your character springs to life dot 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 then drops down dead. <laughs> that that's occasionally what that game channels where it's like you're, they're going to die, but you will make yeah. progress. But they're going. Yep. Don't get too married to any char- any character that you've picked up. Oh, you named that character? That's cool, dead. Yeah, yeah. How how quaint. But yeah, that's that's what I got up to. Cool. 
We got some news this week. That's time for news. News. Wait, wait Alex, 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 Alex. Let's have a professional show you how to do this, Henry. No, I'll let, I'll let Alex have this. You one. do it so much better though than he does. <laughs> That's for earlier. <laughs> yes, news. Uh, right off the bat, uh, Overwatch has a new character. Uh, Batiste? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Yeah, I believe that's what it is. I. Do any of us play Overwatch still at this point? Uh, not in a while. I, I dabble on it here and there. I so you're the most qualified to make a comment on this one, I think. But like, the dude seems pretty generic as far as Overwatch characters go. Yeah, even it, he seems about as generic as I mean. All right, Soldier Seventy Six is supposed to be generic. Yeah, there's, kind of there's the a tongue in cheekness to Soldier Seventy Six. It's just the most uninspired design. I mean, he's he's an M, uh, or I say enemy. Right? He's he's a uh, Overwatch dude from uh, from Haiti, and it's which is like, cool. The Haiti part is cool. Yeah, and but they I didn't do anything interesting with him. Yeah, I mean, maybe everybody was- else. He's he's just so his entire design is just he looks like a background extra to this. Yeah, game. I well watching the kind of new hero trailer for it, I'm like, this is like this is we put a scarf on a background character so you cared when we killed them. Yeah, it's it, it does seem a little lackluster. Like yeah, the character There's, design does his his abilities and what he brings to the his table as far as his kit goes. Is really fucking interesting. Oh but, yeah, uh, it's really, really seems like a better version of like Anna in a lot of ways. I would argue in some ways though that like nothing seems all that new. They're very straightforward. At least like the descriptions. I've not played it, so I'm not talking about my. Oh ass, yeah, so, nothing. Like, yeah, nothing. No, yeah, there's no curveballs. Like it's the invulnerability shield and healing. Yep. And boost. And it's it's pretty boring. I mean, like I said, it's. It's Soldier 76 unintentionally. It's no hamster in a ball, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's like, all right, he has like a super jump, he has his his medical SMG, which does damage, I mean, it's it's hit scan. It's a but gun. It's, it's a three-round it burst rifle. Um, that's and it not an SMG! Which it's a three-round burst rifle, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Which is, which is also, has a healing, like, healing bullets. I, I guess. don't know if the bullets heal, it's the grenades that it launches from the side that heal. Like the, yeah, the oh secondary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's got those, plus he has a healing burst like aura thing. Which yeah. Is, yeah, which is okay. Um, He's got the invincibility shield that is much like, it drops a robotic device that anything behind it, now what it does is it doesn't make it so that you don't take any damage. It makes it that you can't drop under one. Or play. under 20. Under 20. twenty, okay, yeah, you don't drop under twenty, um, and then there's that. So, uh, and then the other, and one that's is... not even ult, and that's not even an ult. That's just yeah. an ability you can use. Yeah, the ult I believe is the amplification shield, which yeah. is the one that increases any bullet damage that goes through that wall. So, if you have a bastion behind it, for example, it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna shit on people, so to speak. But yeah, I mean, the kit's really good, but 
the the kind of the design and the idea of it is is pretty generic and not really fancy. It feels like Overwatch is like losing steam's the wrong word, but like it's the breakness that the breakneck pace seems to have slowed some. Yeah, I mean, he really, like I said, he really looks like an uninspired character. I mean, I mean, this this initial design and skin is just boring. He really does look like random background character. There's nothing interesting about any part of his design. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, everybody else has something kind of weird or interesting about them. Yeah, even Soldier 76, who was like supposed to be like, yup, he's generic, dude, has more personality. Yeah. There's a dis- weird design to him. Batiste just has a... He has a scouter. He just wears a Dragon Ball scouter. I'm not sure he's the first character in Overwatch to have a scouter. For some reason, I think Hammond and, um... Fuck, uh... I'm like on her name now. There's another character that has a scouter. Uh, I don't know. His looks straight up like a yes. Dragon Ball scouter, though. Yeah, yeah, that's... They give an over 9,000 quote, best character ever. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I mean, they did give, they did put him in Vegeta colors as well, which is, that's like, alright. Yeah. Okay, if all of his voice lines are how he's the greatest, he's the prince of all Saiyans, I'm fine with this character then. Like, if we can fucking get him in the Vegeta armor as one of the skins, I'll go full 180 on this character. Because he is, I mean, he's in blue and orange. Yeah, so, I guess that's technically Vegeta. Yeah, I mean it's not as you know as Vegeta as you know as like a you know character in Black Panther, but yeah. No. But yeah, it's just yeah, that's pretty boring. So. Ha! Huh, next up, uh, there was a Pokemon Direct, which apparently is a thing we do now. Um, and Pokemon Sword and Shield have been officially revealed. It appears the game takes place in. Uh, it's some Pokemon World version of the UK, which is kind of cool. The Scottish internet's been having a heyday with that, which is kind of neat to follow. <laughs> H- have you seen the trailers of, like, the trainers trash-talking each other and, like, Cockney? Oh, okay, I got it. Uh, I'll have to check that out. That sounds They're okay, yeah. It's There's a thing going on in there, I dig. I'm like, please put this in the game. Uh, if you hadn't guessed by now, this is the next-gen Pokemon for the Switch. It looks nice. It looks really nice. Like this is the big. This is one of the biggest graphical jumps in a Pokemon game in a while. But also as part of this, we got to see the new starters that are. Fuck. What are their names? Um, written down even. No, I didn't. I lied. <laughs> uh, Grookey, Scorbunny, and Sobel. And despite knowing nothing, the internet's already begging. That score bunny does not become firefighting. I bet he does, though. He looks like he's going to. He's already yeah. walking on two legs. <laughs> I I'm uh, all, I, I'm going to switch the three of us, but like I, I will buy this because it's a Pokemon game, and I probably buy all the Pokemon games that are actually real Pokemon games in my mind. Thoughts from you two? Uh, I will probably pick up one of them at some point. I do want to get a switch with my tax return, so. That'll probably be what I get with that with that money, and the rest, I guess, be responsible and save it. Sure. But yeah, uh, definitely gonna grab Smash, but definitely looking at the Pokemon games too, because now I uh, I didn't talk about it, but I'll, I'll I'll talk about it more next week. But we have a Pokemon Go alliance at work, so 
Uh, I'm sure that'll be involved when we do the Switch thing. Are you going to be our token guy that plays Let's Go Eevee? I don't know. I haven't decided if I'm going to play Eevee. Like, Let's Go Eevee. But... It ties Eevee's into Pokemon the... Go. Eevee's Does it? the uh, best. Eevee's the best. Eevee is love. Eevee is life. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah maybe. Uh, I don't know. So, apparently, it's also... It was Pokemon Day this week. The release of the original Pokemon was this past week. That's right, it was. Yeah, yeah. was it February 28th? Yep, or 20, 26th, I think. I don't remember. Um, in any case, it was Pokemon Day, and which means that they did Pokemon Day stuff. Apparently, like, hmm. you can buy stuff on my Nintendo. Like, you can buy arts and crafts stuff and some 30% discounts on a couple of games. It's a great excuse for a sale. And yeah. also physical goods, like actual physical stuff, like Nintendo Club type stuff, like uh, Yoshi stuff, it looks like. It looks kind of cool. Uh, How is that Pokemon pens. related? Well, it's, I don't know, it's it's some of the stuff that's also being released on the uh, yes. I, I guess released on the same thing, but in, in any case, there's there's Pokemon Day cards, wallpapers, discounts. So to further remind you that Pokemon is the biggest media empire on the planet. Yep, we can do whatever we want. <laughs> We're gonna kill Pikachu on stage, and you're gonna like it. And you're gonna love it. Yeah. <laughs> I right, so, so to to make this an official unveiling of a new Pokemon, though. Uh, of the starters, who's everyone's favorite? Squirtle. May have the new ones, but well played. That is the correct <laughs> answer. Uh, I don't know. Where are they again? Uh, Grookey, <laughs> that appears to be a plant-type monkey thing. Scorbunny, which is the least of the three Pokemon looking of the three, but is the fire type. And Sobel, which appears to be a water chameleon. I gotta admit, I got. I always have a soft spot for the water types, and Sobel looks potentially cool. Like it cries to make attacks happen, which is kind of cool. Sad, but that's, I kind of dig it. That's ho- horrifying. Yeah. But, it, but you know, all of Pokemon is horrifying. All of Pokemon You're... is dog fighting. Yes. Yep, it's all horrifying. So institutionalized I mean, animal cruelty. Why not literally <laughs> make them fight with their tears? I, I still think we have yet to match, like, messed up Marowak status, which is... Oh, yeah. We've I shoved the, the face... mother of this thing's skull on its head, and it grew yeah. fucking into it. Yeah, that's that's pretty horrifying. Yeah, there's... There's... there's Yeah, and the fact that... Okay, I, I can't get over the fact that Mr. Mime's hair is not hair... It's it's leathery. It's a it's a growth from his head, apparently. I guess, according to what I saw in the Pokemon trailers, I I will never get over that. That's that's mm. truly truly nightmare fuel. <laughs> I the um the Detective Pikachu trailers have further convinced me that Mister Mime is just a pervert pretending to be a Pokemon. <laughs> He's just one of those people that understands Pokemon, so he just pretends to be one. Not even that. Like he's just some dude who's like, "Man, I couldn't make my shitty office job work. My wife's fucking the neighbor. The kids don't like me. What do I do to get out of this life?" That kid's playing Pokemon. 
I got this weird clown face paint. Mr. Mime! I can wave my hands around. Mr. Mime. Like, it is a man going through a mental breakdown. <laughs> Midlife crisis? No, like he's having a full break from reality. Because like all of his attacks are like waving his hands out or just straight up punching shit. Yeah. Yeah. Why did they put that in there? Why? Not as bad as Jinx still. No. Yeah. Yep. This is why I play the Shin Megami Tensei. All the fun of collecting monsters and making them fight. No Mr. Mime. But also (laughs) all of the Mr. Mime. Like, they're super upfront with being Mr. Mime. (laughs) Well, they're super upfront with being demons, I guess. Yeah, that's too. Like, but also Shin Megami Tensei, it's like, if it looks like a dick, it's a dick. But it's like a nine-foot-tall one that shoots fire out of its tip. Because that's what Shin Megami Tensei is all about. Subtlety. Yep. Yep, subtlety. Yeah. Moving on from this, though, to a not-so-subtle transition. Evo 2019's lineup got announced. Alex, they fixed That's Evo. That's right. They fixed Evo. They did. Evo, they did. They fixed Evo. Rip. Rip Melee. Rip Melee. Alright, or just, you know. Your time was done. Yeah. You, your time was done. Two console generations ago, but. I will say the fucking salt I've seen from the Melee community about it not being there this year, and then it got replaced by Samurai Showdown, is fucking hilarious. Uh, as someone who actually would want to watch Samurai Showdown, I'm kind of okay with it. I'm 100% okay with it. I, Samurai Showdown is shit. It was a great game. <laughs> so let's run down the official list. Um, uh, the, the announcements are Tekken 7, Street Fighter V, Arcade Edition, Blaze Blue, Cross Tag Battle, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Soul Calibur VI, Mortal Kombat 11, Samurai Showdown, and Under Night in Birth EX Latest? Latest? Anyone mm. know what the fuck Under Night is? It's uh, another one of those, like, anime games. Yeah, anime fighting game. Okay. It's, it's, it's super anime. I mean, just, if you look at it, look at the screenshots of it, it More is More like anime than su- Blaze Blue? Yeah. Holy so- shit. It's pretty it's, up there. It's, yeah, it's pretty up there. Um, I was sad not to see a Guilty Gear on there. Yeah. As well as, like, no King of Fighters. King of Fighters, King of Fighters has been hasn't been there for a, for a while. couple of years, yeah. Yeah, I know, but games go in and out. So, I mean, I still haven't seen a King of Fighters on there. Well, and that's always been back. That's always been my favorite series of not games. True. Well, it's not like yeah. there's been a new Street Fighter in a few years. Well, they keep patching it, but yes, you're not wrong. I mean, a lot several of these games have been around a while. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to see. I'm glad to see Soul Calibur. That's new, like, like as of last year, though. Yeah, yeah, I like Soul Calibur a lot, and yeah, I, I like it because it's just very. It's it's very different, just with the ranges of the weapons, and just and the fact that it has some full 3D movement that you can engage in. Yeah, it it makes. I think for me, it makes those matches. A million times more interesting than just two people waiting on the other to accidentally do a move so they can do a million hit combo. Yeah, it's I like this list. I, I will. I look forward to watching this Evo. Now, if only we could get a Smash Bros. Ultimate removed from it, that'd be perfect. But 
Uh, I like watching competitive Smash, though. Like, at least the newest ones. Like, as long as it's not the old ones, I'm okay with it. I, I my, my views on this are well documented. The amount of counter to what that game is designed to be you have to do to make that game, quote, tournament ready, bugs me to this day. Mm. But I get it. Like, I, I respect the Smash scene. I don't enjoy watching it where it's like, yeah, we play one of four characters. Yeah. Fox McCloud. Ga- yeah, and that's the thing. For a game with that many characters, these do some really poor balancing. So, I mean... What you're touching on is the argument's like, oh, the game's not balanced. And I'm like, it's also a game with the home run bat. I don't think the yeah. game was ever supposed to be balanced. No, but, it's not. Yeah. It's it's I mean, but I mean it's just like it makes alright, so I'll say this. In a fighting game, like it's it kind of the fun of a fighting game, I thought, was to be able to pick the fighter that you want to play as, you know, to pick somebody you play as. Well, if they're like a super low tier character, then you just get annihilated by all your friends. And that's just dumb. It's like and that and that's why that's why I have a, a quibble with it. It's like I don't care if they're balanced for tournament play. I want them to be balanced for casual play. Where it's not so much, so it's just, it just kind of seems silly and lazy when other games actually put a lot of thought and time into balance and they seem to put zero into it. No, I I don't disagree. I also if we're being fair, I'm not sure what game has a equally passionate scene, I guess, compared with that point. Like, this, like, like, Samurai Showdown, I love it being there, but, like, it's a, okay, Samurai Showdown's here. Cool. Didn't know it had that big a scene going on right now. I, I have to respect the existence of the Smash Ultimate scene, though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just... I've never, I've never been a huge fan of the Smash games. Like, I'll play them oh, on no, occasion. I'm, with I, I'm with you on this one. Like, I, I don't think... I do not enjoy the existence of the Smash Ultimate East uh, of the uh, of not Smash Ultimate of uh, esports the the fighting game scene for that game I do not enjoy for a whole myriad of reasons. Yeah, but I I gotta respect the fact that, like now you you've made something out of nothing essentially, which props, but also go buy some fucking deodorant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's yeah. Like I said, I'm 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 glad to see Soul Calibur in there because it just plays so much differently than the rest of them. Yeah, in a, in a lot of different ways. It's a little weird. We've now gone on two years in a row with a game that's not out making the Evo roster. Like Mortal Kombat 11's not out yet. It'll be out soon enough. But yeah, I guess that yeah. means they're not going to be changing a whole lot to it. <laughs> I it's as much as I love the Nether Realm fighting games, like. Even franchise to franchise, MK and Injustice are similar enough that it's not like, oh, this is a big yeah. difference this year. It's like, no, it's still a Nether Realms fighting game. The characters yeah. are different. The combat is more or less the same. Yeah. yeah. I am looking forward to year two of Dragon Ball Fighters because last year's shit was awesome. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And also, our, our dear friend um, Keith Crew has a fantastic video out reacting to this already. Uh, it's 
his video from last year where they were announcing it is one of my favorites of his. This one joins that in the like, yep. The FGC is weird. Yep. <laughs> Mango Nation returns. Uh, what's next? Um, we kind of touched on this and it was talked about more in detail. And BioWare's gotten out of the public and said, hey, we're fixing the loot and anthem. We already talked about this in great detail. A lot of people have gotten out there and said how to fix it from people that have that former Blizzard employees to just the Reddit community being like, yo, make more loot drop. And no one's really wrong. It's just kind of, I, this is on there mostly from the officially saying, yeah, we're, we're going to fix it. We, we get this as a problem. Support is good. But also, on the other end of the spectrum, Bungie has unveiled their first trailer for Season of the Drifter, the second part of your annual pass if you bought into that for Destiny 2. Uh, season 5, I want to say, of Destiny content. Season 6. It's got a real cool trailer. It shows off Thorn. They're making my favorite mode in that game, Gambit. There's now two versions of it, Gambit Prime and Normal Gambit. Gambit Prime sounds ridiculous and comes with like Tron ass inspired armor so you can help designate which role you want to be in Gambit, which I as someone who played a lot of Gambit before I kind of tapped out of Destiny, I did not realize there were kind of four roles to play in that damn thing. And I think back when I played it prior to Destiny 2 adding it to the game, when I was like, yeah, this could be the esport thing Bungie keeps trying to do. This really could be the esport thing Bungie wants to do. Mm. Gambit's still real cool, but the uh, story of the uh, season of Drifter got outlined some. We're going into his weird ass ship. The roadmap got a little more detailed for it. It looks cool. I, I have thought about going back to Destiny more lately. I haven't, but the thought is there, and they've been officially said, "Yep, Thorn's coming." And we will see how that goes over the. In Destiny kind of franchise history, that's one of the most nefarious of guns, not from a lore standpoint, but from a, there was a chunk of time it was so ridiculously broken that it's, it got nerfed so hard that it kind of faded from obscurity, and it's the point of, depending on which version of Thorn they bring back, it could be a real sore spot for people. No pun intended on that one, Alex, pun guy, I apologize. Hey... Uh, what's next? Uh, I kind of on that, before we move on, actually, on that same topic, Bungie's making the microtransaction aspects of um, Destiny 2 a little less friendly. There was something called the Prismatic Matrix that essentially you could use to pull from a table that had a punch card system to it. They're doing away with that. It makes sense. Uh, a lot of the kind of talk of the, of the season of the Gambit is this is the first post-Activision path for uh, Bungie, which is cool, but also, you gotta make that money somehow, and this is a great way of doing that, to encourage loot boxes, you're getting away, you're doing away with the punch card system, which makes sense. I'm kind of half expecting Destiny to get a battle pass of some kind, maybe. It feels like the right path to go for this type of game at this point, which is sad. Well, Be don't they already, kind of, in a way, have a, uh, Destiny pass? They have the, the annual pass? pass, which is just kind of, like, it's I call it more like a subscription a la Blizzard style. I'm talking like a battle pass where it's like, hey, you pay for this and you play and you get cool stuff by completing specific things. I don't know. That's what a battle pass is more in my mind than what they currently have. It'd be a smart move to go potentially. Mm. Also, maybe a scummy one. Uh, 
while we're on the topic of loot shooters, uh, there's some pretty heavy rumors out there that Gearbox may officially reveal Borderlands 3, a game we know they've been working on for years now at PAX East. Hmm. That'll be interesting, because what, when is PAX East? It's pretty soon, right? It's coming up. weeks? Yeah. Pretty close. I, I think they have to announce it soon. Like, in the time that game has been rumored happening, multiple loot shooters have been announced and released. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, I I actually don't even know how a Borderlands does in the modern environment. Um, do you think they'll give it a battle royale mode? I'd already had a battle royale mode kind of. I guess it had more it had more survival ways. I it's I think the nature of what makes people play Borderlands is um diametrically opposed to what makes a battle royale work. Like on one hand, the mm-hmm. idea of 100 people with ridiculously broken guns all dropping onto a map to fight each other sounds fun. On the other hand, I can imagine that game getting real sick real quick, depending on what yeah. guns you had. <laughs> yep. And I don't want them to fix the guns. Like I, it's, it's kind yeah. of like why, as much as I enjoy a battle royale for Destiny, you should never do that because the point of Destiny is you bring these guns with you, and the idea of like looting something and getting like one of the exotics of that game or something equal like that's like currently broken it's like that sounds not fun <laughs> everybody will just rush towards getting the most broken gun yeah, they but, can possibly but that's find. what borderlands is like it's it's a race yeah. of the most broken of guns and that's the point of borderlands like it's yes this gun shoots tugboats not it shoots at tugboats it physically shoots tugboats yeah and it's a pistol that makes sense I, aside from the fact that games kind of had always had a weird personality, I am looking forward to the idea of a Borderlands three. Like it's the, I expect a sad claptrap dabbing on fools that will just be like a sad drawn out like, hey, this is what the kids were doing when we started development on this game. Yeah, I don't know. Either you true, if you yeah, were either of you two big Borderlands players or not. Nah? I played the first one quite a bit. Um, I like Lilith Lilith a lot yeah. because she has she has a great build that you can do that you can do with her to have her be basically like base uh, like hand to hand. Yeah. So I I build her as a ridiculous hand to hand combatant because it's super fun to do. Um, so yeah, I that, yeah I played the fir- I didn't play the second one nearly as much because it didn't have a well a character that was nearly as good at hand-to-hand. They had one that was better. You could build Zero to be a fucking ninja. He had, like, takedown moves. Yeah, but he wasn't as he wasn't as interesting. Lilith was more interesting. I liked her going in phase-walk thing. I thought that was super cool. Yeah, but, I, so, he had, like, so instead I, moves, though, too. But I end up using Paige, the mechromancer. Ah, yes, the most broken of characters. Yeah, and so, <laughs> she, yeah, she's, she's fun, because she is pretty, pretty broken. <laughs> So. I think she was viewed as the most broken by the end. Like, she is... Yeah. That death trap is bad, but real good! Mm-hmm. So what, what you're saying is, if Slungus keeps killing things, it'll extend its timer. Yeah. And I can make it so every time it kills something, it's more powerful? Yeah. Yeah. How did this make it out of playtesting? <laughs> yeah, she's, she, she's super broken. So yeah, that's who I played on the second one. Yeah. So yeah, definitely I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with the Borderlands 3. I did not play the Borderlands uh, prequel. The pre-sequel, pre- yeah. Pre-sequel. 
Yeah, I didn't play that one. I played part of it and said, nah, I'm gonna go play Destiny. Yeah. <laughs> it came out around the same time, if I remember correctly, and that if, when you put that game next to a game with really good shooting controls, you realize how the shooting controls in Borderlands weren't the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm excited still. Speaking of upcoming announcements, though, Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be at E3. Wasn't it already there last no, year? No, no, like, a... they're going to show off more of it. Like, CD Projekt Red got out there and said, yo, we're going to be there. Not like the stealth trailer we did last year. We're not going to hack the Microsoft press conference again. Hmm. Well, that'll be exciting. Some actual extra footage for that game? Uh, possibly be... even a release date. It, uh, there are some rumors going about based off of kind of how the Witcher previous Witcher releases and some math that goes behind it that says we might see Cyberpunk potentially this year even, maybe next. Ooh, early as this year? Yeah. Okay. Well, so, and this is based around the idea that last time, so for the Witcher 3 and the Witcher 2, I guess the Witcher 1 technically as well, when they showed off gameplay footage of it to the public, within a, within like a year and a half cycle of that, they released the game and they showed off behind closed doors the um that demo we kind of eventually got to see last year at E3 and that would put it within that kind of year time span of hey it might come out like holiday of 2019 but that's pure speculation and people really want to get to come out sooner rather than later <laughs> yeah <laughs> I would like that but I'm not holding my breath I just want that game to be done when it comes out if that makes any sense Alright, you want uh we're getting into some weird stuff now. Um you wanna cover THQ Nordic's big folly of the week? The Oh oh god. Uh oh god. Smaller some... stuff. Um we you wanna save you wanna save the big that one for yeah, last Yeah, let's save that or... one for last. That one's just fucking ridiculous. Oh god. Let's oh, let's, yeah. let's let's cover Weezer next. Um anyone just... on this podcast a Weezer fan? Uh, uh, I actually like Weezer quite a bit. Um, I was kind of. I don't really listen to them as much anymore. I mean, but yeah, I'm, I was a fan in the '90s. Sure. <laughs> when were you a fan, Alex? I still am, actually. Would you go see Weezer in person right now? Yeah, I would actually. Okay. Okay. I guess then this this news will uh relate to you then. This news yes. is for you, Alex. Because in Fortnite, a game of your age bracket, aimed at your age bracket, there is now whoa, whoa, a Weezer-themed island. You're way closer to the demographic of this game than I am. That's the joke Let's I was real, making, yeah. yes. Give me back my Tetris. I, we got Tetris news for you later, old man. Yeah! No, uh, I think this is pretty fucking cool. I mean... Okay, so first yeah. of all, let, let's be honest here. They did the thing with, uh, what's that dude, Marshmallow yeah. or whatever? This was yeah. going to happen. This was this is just a new medium that they get to advertise in. And, yeah. yeah. No, please. So, what this made me think of is, uh, a comedian after I wish I knew the name of off the top of my head, who, who has a great kind of section of his bit about being the oldest guy at a Weezer show. <laughs> And this kind of feels like that to me, where he's like, yeah, so oh. <laughs> I showed up, and I was directed like, the parent section. I'm like, no, no, I'm here to see Weezer. 
and I went down and saw Weezer, and I was like a foot taller than everyone else, and realized I was older than everyone else by 20 years, and that it was creepy that someone who wasn't even 40 yet was hanging out at a Weezer show and not in the parent area. Like, mm. I, I, I'm making fun of Weezer some, because there's not, like, in my mind, they will ever be the if you want to fucking unravel a sweater band in my brain. Like, it's, I have no reverence or fond memory of them. So like, yeah, they're that hipster band before hipsters existed. It yep. feels weird they're relevant enough that they're coming to Fortnite, or maybe this is a sign of irrelevancy. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. Hints yeah. exist now. We're getting a Weezer content, well, con- not content, concert in Fortnite. Mm. Well, I guess yes. it's. Now they have a Weezer land in there, so I yeah. guess so. Well, yeah, it's they don't weird. have a Weezer land. A Let's Weezer specify island. this correctly. They have an island in the sun. Is that a reference to a song of theirs or something? It's a song, yes. Island in the Sun. That's why they. Oh, that's why Fortnite I, gave them an island in the sun. I, I wouldn't know <laughs> that. I thought they were releasing sweaters or something. <laughs> hey! That's, all I, that's the only reference I know about Weezer. Let me know when Slayer is playing Fortnite. <laughs> I don't think Slayer. I don't know, think I would be intrigued. Oh, I would. I would install Fortnite to go to a, to go to a fork and Fortnite Slayer show just to have you like, what's going on? This isn't Doom. <laughs> Ooh, I bet Mastodon might play Fortnite. Mastodon will play fucking anything. Like, I get them to play my wedding if I spun it the correct way. That band will fucking show up almost anywhere. Respect for that, but yeah. Oh, you, well, you know they were in they were in uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, uh, yes, that's my joke. Fucking play yeah. White Walkers, which is great, which is amazing. Yeah. I want to do that. Zombies, not White Walkers. Yeah, I. Yeah. Oh no, like, but like, uh, it, it's more like it's the uh, there was a summer concert series a couple years ago in LA that was like a bunch of trendy bands and mastodon i'm like oh yeah that's a mastodon that's amazing yeah that's a that's so good like the one metal band the entire summer was mastodon i'm like okay also better representation but like you know get it mastodon (laughs) do you crack in that sky yeah yeah i'm sure we'll keep you posted on the weezer news as it develops in Fortnite with their sky island of some kind Yeah, it's it's weird talking about Weezer when I fucking know nothing about Weezer. Hell, we talked to this podcast where it's like, are we passionate about Weezer to talk about this? <laughs> what is a Weezer? How is it cool to make fun yeah. of asthmatics? Wow, asthmat! How dare you? That's what the name comes from, I think. Is I it? think I I think so. Yeah. I'm not sure though. Is that East Coast slang that like slang for asthmatic kids or Weezers? I don't know if it was ever from that. I'm know. intrigued. Now I'm curious. I <laughs> fucking know. Moving on! Capcom officially endorses the PC as a, as a viable console they're interested in developing for after existing their entire careers so far. <laughs> yeah, I, I, guess, I guess a lot of it was sort of motivated or at least this new mindset is motivated by how well monster hunter world yeah has been. it's doing real well on pc yeah who knew monster hunter people were like man i will pay money for 60 frames a second and then they did yep 
I guess, of course, you know, like the Resident Evil remakes have done pretty well. In the yeah, I, it's well. They they they've had like going beyond that. Like Resident Evil Seven did real well on there. It turns out that like if you make a good version for the PC, people will buy it and say nice yep. things about it. And yep, do things. I certainly will. Yeah, and then they'll do things like mod um, DMX's X going to give it to you into Resident Evil Two and give you a whole new <laughs> resurgence of that game being <laughs> awesome. That sounds amazing. Have you not seen the videos of this? No. We talked no, about I this haven't. the week we were out, so someone went through and modded in DMX is X going to give it to you, so whenever Mr. X starts approaching, the music fades up. Nice. And as he goes away, it fades down. Oh, I, I keep fucking watching videos of that where I'm like, I know how it works, but it's never less funny. <laughs> oh, it gets even better. Did you hear about the other mod they did recently for Mr. X? No. They transformed his model into Thomas the Tank Engine. I did hear that one, oh, actually. Yes. There's so and many good mods for that game. Yeah. Uh, it, it, we're starting to reach Skyrim levels of crazy mods. I, like, well, that that's a Skyrim. I remember seeing that in Skyrim, too. The Thomas the Tank Engine Dragon. This is better than yes. that. Like, this, is, this is defendably better than that. We're like, Dude. that was like, oh, we model swapped a dragon. This is like chugga chugga fuck you from a hallway. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm, it's tense now. Thomas the motherfucking tank. And you're like, oh god, no, Thomas. Yeah. Also, the one. Also, uh, if we're talking about crazy mods, I I'm wondering when they're gonna do one where they bring in Macho Man Randy Savage as Mr. So X. there's a there is something out there similar to that where it's like. The Mr. X model uh, in like a Speedo or something. <laughs> I saw that one too, yes. It's like, man, this is scarier. This is scarier. <laughs> this is not what you want in a dark police station. Uh, like a muscly dude being like, coming for you. Yeah. I'm going to grapple you to death. Oh, man. I, I love the PC mod community. They're, I, they're fucking They're doing great things fantastic. for Resident Evil. Yes. I, yes, they fucking are. <laughs> well, then you've got Capcom out there being self-aware enough to be like, Oh, you think you're going to make classic skins for these characters? Nah, we're doing it. You yeah. want blocky Chris and Le you want blocky uh Oh god, what's her name? Uh uh Claire? Claire and blocky Leon. Here you go, fuckers. We're not letting the mod people have this. Go back to making DMX. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the Mr. X. I, I showed Mandy that one. She she doesn't know much about the Resident Evil games, but I showed her that mod. She thought that was fucking. You don't hilarious. have to like. You don't have to like Resident Evil to find that shit hilarious. Because like it. Yeah. It, it's a joke that's so on the table right there. It's like, what's going on? Just just give it a second. You'll get it. Oh. I get it now. Its name is X. I'm guessing. Yes, its name is X. Moving on from that though to. Less awesome, but still newsworthy news. Um, ha, where to go from this? Uh, so we got some Sega news. Uh, mostly that if you want, you can vote on the content of that Mega Drive Mini they're making. Um, not to because the Mega Drive you can already buy, which is bad and not officially made by Sega. This is the new and improved Mega Drive that was supposed to be out last year and the year before that and got delayed again with no infinite, with, with a no delivery date at this point that they keep seeming to add shit to, so now you can vote yep. on games! And it, it's pretty cool. Um, I You can already see who sort of the winners, leading winners are. I, I voted myself. I did go on there and vote. 
and it's just between like a, a game or its sequel that's all that's what all of them are um so that's kind of cool that's kind of neat it's a i think that's a neat engagement um yeah yeah and and i'll probably get a sig uh, i i i well not probably i would consider it because i already have a genesis that i have <laughs> multiple games on if this thing has games and that and i have a steam account with a lot of Genesis, Genesis games on it as well. And so, but I might, it's one that I might consider getting. I, I, I won't lie, I, I'd consider getting that. Yeah, I, it's, as someone who's not found any of the classic kind of mini consoles intriguing, this one actually like might do the thing I want, where it's like, it's all the games that you really care about, actually. Yeah. So if they make, if they make this with, like a good games list, yeah, I could, I could definitely see myself getting it if it's like a really. I had imagine that they that they maybe are taking time with it so they don't do a Sony job and just churn it out with obvious hardware and software issues and just weird stuff. That's probably what I'm, I'm assuming they're trying to do. Yeah, what you want that. You want the games to run well, which was the PlayStation Classics kind of failure because stuff did not well super did not run super well on that. Ironically, yeah, because it's just an emulator on a small computer. Oh, don't get us going on that again. There's so much yeah. dumb in that thing. Yeah, but in any case, yeah, the Mega Drive, the Mini Mega Drive Mini looks cool. So yeah, yeah. Guess while we're on that topic of Sony, um, they have officially ended the PlayStation Vita production in Japan. This is not a surprise to anyone. We talked about this, I think, about a year ago, or at least six months ago at this point. But yeah, they're officially done. If you wanted a PlayStation Vita, go get it now, because they're only going to get more expensive. And not from stores anymore. I, it's The Vita, I always remember as a console, I fucking dug, but also like was never confused why it never did well. I know mm-hmm. Jeff was a big fan of it because it was the only place to play Persona 4 Golden. I was Persona sh- 4 or 3 Golden? 4. Wait. All right, four? you don't what know was- this. Persona 4 is being played on a Vita TV. The video Oh, that's right. No, the new one was Persona 5. Yeah. I got confused for a second. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I remember we had to like you up this weird thing with the Vita and all that. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. Yeah. I that being said though, the PlayStation TV which is essentially a Vita you plug into your TV not a bad thing to have either. You can play Persona 4 Golden on a TV then, which is both a better and worse to play that game. But yeah. On mm. that same topic, though, PlayStation is very heavily looking into kind of continued or ramping up support for devs in China. Nothing inherently sinister behind this besides, well, it, it's a giant untapped market that only recently started allowing consoles into their country. Yep. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. So, yep take advantage of that yeah that makes sense mm. it's a little strange they came out and officially like yo we're doing this but also i think everyone's kind of doing that because like up until a couple years ago you could not bring consoles legally into china if i remember correctly that's yep. why that's why games like wow did so well there yeah yeah and even the pc games are tightly regulated yeah. and controlled yeah um, what next? Do we want to mention the Sega HQ while we were talking about Sega a couple seconds ago? Yeah, I'll just go yeah. ahead and, you know, real quickly cover that. So, the original, one of the original Sega headquarters buildings 
they're finally moving out of and selling it off for demolition. And I mean, the thing is like this is one this is one that has been around since the 80s. The building has been used up until like just a few years ago. And so it is and even has their old sign on the outside. I mean, that's it's where Sonic the Hedgehog was thought up. I mean, so I mean, it's a, it's a little piece of history, so it's kind of sad to see it go. Is it has been a building that had been in continuous use for Sega for a long time. And a lot of their best stuff came out of that building. Mm. All their first stuff came out of that building. So, kind of cool. But, uh, yeah. Uh, def- uh, even, like, you know, Yuji Naka, who's, you know, a, a, one of the creators of, like, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Uh, he, he took some, actually went there and took some pictures with it, took some selfies with the uh, sign outside of the building. But, yeah. I guess uh, it's kind of, yeah, I don't know, it's just kind of interesting that they actually had stayed in that building long enough for it to have a certain amount of history to it. I imagine they're probably going to keep the sign in some way or another, because that's, I think that's, that seems to be, I think that sign has been there for a long time as well. Just kind of kept in good repair over the years. Someone should steal that sign. National treasure that, style. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, that's yeah, yeah. Ready for the big one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and do this one. All oh, right. No. So there's a lot to unpack in our next story. It's I uh, I don't know where to start with this, but we we'll just go right into it. Like so. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's let's summarize it quickly. Anytime a game publisher has to get out on their Twitter and officially denounce white supremacy, racism, and child pornography, you know you fucked up. And that's that doesn't even begin to to, to touch on how how weird and terrible this whole yeah. thing is. And okay, and so for those people, for those of you that don't know, and you probably don't, yeah, let's run it to down. To be honest, uh, THQ Nordic. Did a AMA ask me anything on 8chan? Not Reddit, not Twitter, not fucking Facebook, not even 4chan. Fucking 8chan. A website that is blacklisted and delisted by most major uh, search systems and even blocked by some ISPs. Yes. I mean, it is. I mean, 4chan is already a roving dumpster fire. 8chan is the worst, is worse. It's, like, actively made of acid and fire and horrible. It's terrible. It's literally the worst. Don't go check it out. We mentioned the name. Don't look it up. Don't search for it. Don't check it out. Don't do anything. It's terrible. It's it's awful. It's literally the worst of the internet. It's so bad, it's kind of hard to get to. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's on that level. It's on the we've bit we've delisted it because it's that bad. I mean, you could probably still find 4chan on Yeah, on a, 4, 4chan's you know, not 4chan does not traffic in these straight illegal the way 8chan does. Yeah. 4chan has a semblance of, you know, trying to kick illegal stuff. 8chan has no semblance of that. For reference, whatsoever. 8chan was founded by people that were like, "Yo, this 4chan shit, we like this. 
but y'all are a little too PC and concerned with being semi-moral people. Yeah. So, yep. And so, they didn't ask me anything on 8chan. And there's just so many things wrong with it. Alright, so it's like, maybe we'll Maybe we can take this kind of in the order of when this yeah, all so let, let's, went down and when. Let's yeah. unpack the because the story itself is ridiculous all by itself. So uh, they were approached by someone named Matt or Mark, an M name. I'm blanking on the exact name. Uh, I guess from 8chan or something to do a AMA on 8chan because sure that's a thing people do, I guess, but. AMAs are things. Uh, THQ Nordic recently put out like Metro Last, uh, Metro Exodus, Darksiders Three. Like they've been, as a company, they've been buying up lots of kind of dead or abandoned IPs, like Kingdoms of Amalur, which could be cool, and then doing stuff with them, which is neat to see. And yeah. for the most part, they've been putting out some pretty solid stuff. Like it's this, I think it's a kind of Central European company of some kind. They they were Nordic. They were a small team. They bought the THQ name and a bunch of IPs that came with it, and for the most part, been viewed kind of positively so far. Up until this. like, And even this by itself like, has a naive innocence to it that pe- you should know better, and like, just a quick googling of what the fuck 8chan is might have gotten you to go, oh god, no. But, I digress, so they were approached on Twitter, they announced, yo, we're doing an AMA on 8chan. The fact that no one tweeted at them Hey, you do know that sites like a toxic dumpster fire is a choice, but okay. I imagine that they were. I mean, that uh, that they did get a lot of messages saying, "What are you thinking?" But but go yeah. on, go on. There, there's there's worse parts to the yeah. story. So they they go on. They, they start their AMA. They they're doing their thing, and they they post some stuff and. Then A-Channers do what A-Channers do. Child pornography. And everything. Basically and everything. everything that you the floodgates do. are open. Like, welcome to hell. Enjoy but, the buffet. I mean, and this is what actually makes it worse. So it's one thing. Alright, so. For them to try to claim some sort of innocence in this. Yep. Oh, we didn't know. Oh, we No. Alright, so. People actually managed to get screenshots of their replies, and they engaged with these people in pretty disgusting behavior, Oh, no. Actually. Rather than noping the fuck out of the room going, oh, God, we've made a mistake, they hung out. And they uh. rolled, and not not only hung out, they responded to garbage stuff with, gar- with, you know, with stuff going along yeah. right with it. Like, like, horrible, yeah, people actually managed to get screenshots of them basically high-fiving with 8-channers on 8-chan type stuff. And that's just like... And and again, we're not talking like two bros being shitty about women. We're talking like the dregs of society being shitty at children. Yeah. And so, this, this is... Yeah, the things that they got asked about, and the way that... And the thing is... They... That's the thing. I, they, the, oh, they, they, they didn't apologize for it. By the way, that is also of note on you know, on top of this shit burger, is that they aren't they haven't even apologized for this. Yeah, they, 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 they've taken responsibility for it, but they didn't apology. Not re- they didn't apologize. Not really. 
And so they, they issued a statement, but they didn't say sorry. They're just like, uh, it, it's a sorry you're offended almost type of a thing. It's, it is exactly, they did the worst thing possible and then responded in the worst way possible. Every single bit of this is just literally means that these people at THQ Nordic are garbage. They are garbage people. They are garbage human beings. I don't accept anything that they say now because of the way that they handle themselves on the board itself. I mean, it's one thing to go someplace and be like, in any case, let's just say that, and and be like, well, I didn't realize what this was. I'm done here. I'm noping out. Nope, they stuck around and 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 the thing is, they say, oh, they didn't know. Then it's literally your job to know. Yeah. And so what I'm going to say is, and I'm going to go on the cynical side is say they knew. They knew exactly what it was. They did this for publicity. They knew. Ex there's no way that you are a high level executive. And this is literally your job to do marketing and research that you would hop into a forum that you know nothing about. That's literally your job. So, yeah, I'm going to say they knew exactly what it was about. And they knew exactly what the follow-up was going to be. They had already, I think their message is already handcrafted what they're going to put out afterwards. I don't think they're sorry about any of it. I don't think that, they're, that they were... They, they did it completely on purpose, with complete knowledge of what it was, and complete knowledge of what they were going to do. They went in and did it, and then afterwards put out a statement saying, okay, yeah, we did this thing. So what? Yeah, I, there's been a couple of rumors floating around, too, or kind of theories that like this was some insidious thing from inside THQ Nordic to legitimize A-Chan, because that's the thing A-Chan's weirdly into, oddly enough. I, it's... It's just disgusting at the end of the day. Yeah, it's uh, the whole thing is awful. Yeah. Like it, and they it, handled no part of it like like a good human being. Yeah, would. the fact that like no one's been fired yet, at least kind of like this is one of those things where it's like the you load your fucking PR person into a can and shoot them out a window when they fuck up this bad. Like it's the I, That's why I'm saying yeah. that it wasn't an accident. That it wasn't in their in from their point of view, it wasn't an accident. It wasn't a screw up. Yeah, that they did this with full intentions, knowing exactly what they were doing. I'm not willing and to so quite go say, that that's why far. No but I, I get where you're coming from. Definitely, they didn't. They didn't fire the people. They conversed with about garbage topics in the AMA itself. Yeah, that's where it gets weird. Again, like it's the that, there again. That tells me that they knew what this is. And they were fine with it. Yeah. And they're still fine with it because no heads have rolled over this. Yeah. Uh, it's just, this, this whole thing just like, I feel like we have a new contender for who can be the shittiest publisher game company right now. Like, apparently that's the end right now. We have EA and Activision doing shitty shit. TH, TH Nordic or whatever is like, what can we do to really get fucking shitty here? I know what we'll do. Let's go hang out in a fucking child pedophile fucking friendly website and do this yeah. shit. Like, yeah, no, that's a good fucking idea. These guys are absolute fucking morons. We can't fire but, enough people to compete with Activision, so what can we do that's worse? Uh, Pedophilia. These guys are fucking stupid. 
stupid. The lollipop. Like, well, the and, thing and, is, and, I, and the thing is like, like, I don't think they're stupid. I think they're malicious. That's the thing. That's what kind of blows my mind is there is all everything in this that says this was intentional. And that's yeah. that's that's the thing about it that really that really sickens me yeah. and drives me crazy is that it seems fully intentional despite what they've kind of tried to say it's everything else about it says this was fully intentional they weren't sorry they're sorry they got caught they're sorry that they're sorry that cable pulling out of the nose dive yeah uh, I, it's it's like even at its most innocent version this is bad. Like, as someone who genuinely was happy they made a Darksiders 3, it's like, oh, that game did really well for itself? Cool. They might make Darksiders 4. Like, I feel weird now, feel like I said, for anything they're up to. Like, I am loving Metro Exodus. But part of me is like, we didn't talk about it this week, because I'm like, nah, I'm not talking about a THQ Nordic thing this week. No, it, it's, it's not enough time has passed, or will ever pass, maybe, on this one. Like, I, it's they are doing stuff, or we're doing stuff anyway, that was kind of cool to see a game publisher do, and now they are forever going to be that game publisher that did the AMA on the child pornography site. Yep. Which is just ridiculous. It's, there's been weird stuff, kind of like the THQ Nordics, they were like, they've been slowly trying to transition to being THQ, like it's the please don't sully the name THQ, like that was a weird company, but like they don't deserve to be associated with this. This is ridiculous. How the fuck did we get here? Yeah, I mean, what train of dumb, malicious thought led to this result? And like I said, every step of the way has a lot of intention to it. This isn't me tripping over a rock and falling in a mud puddle. This is a... This is a planned and measured thing. Like, he had to plan this out. He had to plan a time and a date to do this. And, well, A, decide on 8chan in the first place, and then set up a time and place, put it on their Twitter, and leave that link on their Twitter feed for, at it says, at least 12 hours after they posted a, their half-apology which wasn't really an apology because like I said they left the link up for another 12 hours on their on their Twitter. And so no, they weren't they weren't sorry. They th and I knew and I know part of what they're thinking is they they wanted the they wanted to get some attention. I know, we we are we are potentially doing exactly what they wanted to. Like you are now very aware of who THQ Nordic is. Well, but you know, it's like not all Attention's good attention, and especially like, yeah, now they are forever going to be that company that that's cool with child porn. That's how I'm going to know THQ from now on. Yeah, not even THQ, really. Yeah. THQ Nordic. Yeah, it's yeah, like it, like I started to say, like it's the even at its most innocent interpretation of we did not know and like serious corporate blindness. It's still like you stuck around and chatted. Like that's like. The correct reaction to this, like it's the, was okay. We have to throw this computer out a window now because it's been to eight chan and we did not know what that was somehow, and we're bad at our yeah. jobs. Burn this room too. Send in the decontamination team. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, just, like I said, it just, there's too many steps here which tell me it was no accident. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Like it's one of those ones where it's the, 
you can make an explanation. There is a plausible, albeit weak, explanation for didn't know corporate indifference. Like it, they approached us, like oh, it's like oh, it's it's a website that's AMAs. Okay, cool, whatever, we'll do it. I guess it's not one of the two big ones. Ah, fuck it. What's the worst that could happen? Like it's the you hear stories of people in big companies not knowing what the fuck's going on in the real world, like, that's fine. But you hung out still, like, yeah, no. And you can still do research, like, it would have taken them literally a few minutes to look it up, which oh, yeah. tells me they did. They did look it up. They know exactly what it is. They did what they did on, completely on purpose. There's no point at this that you could call an accident. Like I said, this isn't a, oops, I tripped and fell into a mud puddle. No, this is you jumped into the mud puddle very, very specifically, very, very intentionally. Yeah, no, I, it's I, it's weird. I, we started off this conversation with me being like, eh, yeah, mistakes happen, but no, like, you're absolutely right. It's like, this is some, like, at, at minimum, willful indifference, and like, yeah, it's the no. Th this doesn't just happen. Mostly because now that I'm saying it out loud, you can't just wind up on 8chan by accident. Like yeah. you legit can't Google your way there. You have to be on an ISP or running something that will let you get around multiple ISPs saying we don't go there. This is some darknet shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just. Uh, I I threw you guys a post, yeah, to, which is a post of, yeah, some of the proof of how they stuck around yeah. in the in there and answered, well, not well, yeah. not good. It's just not good. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. It's I I can't. I'm just. I mean, in a certain way, I'm just, I, I, it's beyond my ability to comprehend. Yeah, no, that's, that's the problem. Like, it's, there's, it's one of those things where it's kind of like, you don't have to say Nazis are bad, because it's a given, but now we live a time where you think, no, no, Nazis are bad. We all remember that shit, right? Like, yeah, don't go to the dark net. It's bad. It's the dark net yeah. for a reason. And it's not dark net like Pirate Bay, it's the dark net like you need a special browser to get there. Yeah, it's just... Uh. <sighs> Anyone got anything they want to add to this? Nope. Nope. Pe company does stupid shit, yep. and they're malicious assholes, and yeah. Yep. I feel we should start doing emails before we do our, stupid sh our super shitty story of the week. <laughs> going into emails I always feel bad where it's like man you took time to write us an email and shit but like we just got done like on a real bad topic that's important but like we're not funny anymore but yeah, yeah email time if you want to contact us Henry how do you go about doing that that is wickedawesomecast at gmail.com what's that email again Alex that is uh, wickedawesomecast at gmail.com uh, wickedawesomecast at gmail.com spells it chat sounds down the show notes etc etc I don't fucking have the energy to do this almost post talking about that bullshit <laughs> but we will yeah. persevere because this is a good one and a fun one and it deserves to see the light of day dear wicked awesome cast 
last week the idea that people are too quick to jump to it's the fire fest of X was floated, and after the explanation of no one has read an island, I found myself agreeing with this. As someone who likes to over who likes overusing that comparison, however, I am now in need of an official Wicked Awesome cast ranking scale of fuck ups and explanation of that rankings. So, I you missed this last week, Henry. We kind of uh, there was the fire fest of video game Fortnite stuff, except. It was probably more the dash con of video game stuff mm. that didn't already exist. So, uh, do we have a quick? Uh, what are the big fuck up festivals? Obby Fire Festival is kind of the marquee because legit people got stuck on an island. I think Fire Festival is probably the worst yeah. of all of them. I think uh, Dash Con was pretty shitty with their ball pit, which yep. became great meme. Material. Oh no, I'm making an actual list. Like let's let's, let's brainstorm. Like, we're gonna put these shits in rank. Um, there's the, well, the failed Fortnite thing yep. that we covered yep. last week. Fortnite. That's in there. That's, and that, that one wasn't as big of a fail because as we mentioned, it was like not very big, pretty cheap, didn't cost much to get into it. And yeah, it, it was a fail, but it wasn't a fail that cost you a thousand dollars. What what did it cost- was a fail. It was a fail for like twenty dollars. Yeah, but I'd also say that the, um, the Pokemon One Year One Celebration thing that definitely makes the list. Mm. Oh yeah, uh, E for All, uh-huh. the E3 knockoff that happened for a few years oh, in it's LA. Still definitely happening. E for All. E for All hasn't happened. Is that part of E3? No, not anymore. That E E for All was totally separate from E3. Oh, they were. That was a, remember E3 stopped being made for a while as a big public. Like, right. Convention event. It was like a hey, we're gonna rent out a trailer out in the airport and just have like only big time like dev dev stuff going on. Sure. No no yeah. show, no like booth babe stuff, no yeah. glamour and glitz and anything like that at all. So I have also added year one of E three open to the public. Yeah, it's up there. Um there was a music festival that happened somewhere I forgot uh, I wanna say it was like a South Southeast Asian island or something like that, and they had a tsunami warning, and they decided to keep playing, and people got wiped out by that tsunami. Was that they were recently? On like the, the boy bands got wiped out to sea or something? Something like that. It was yeah. like a year ago. I think it was within the last year. Oh, there, like one happened like three or four months ago. Tops. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it was one of those. I don't know what that was. I don't know if it was just a regular concert thing, but yeah, sure. that's pretty bad. Uh, um. Do we count things that are established in buildings like a play or something like that? Uh, show your work. Like, can we count this that? One. Okay. Do you remember when they were trying to work on that Spider-Man Broadway show and people kept getting hurt yes, or Yes, that definitely makes this list. Okay. There we go. Uh, I'm still trying to think, but yeah. Uh, that's the only ones I can think of off the top of my head. Oh, uh, I, I got to find the footage of it, but I think it was this really poorly done furry convention that did not go well at all. Okay. I, I like, don't remember. Did I it go badly or did it go like dash con badly? Dash con badly. Oh, wow. Mm. I mm. can't remember, but yeah, I remember hearing about it. Or I remember seeing a video where they had like some really crappy DJ stuff and mm. everything else going. Like, it was really bad. <laughs> I think it actually, but yeah, it, it was either like a furry convention or like a weird music festival that sure. just was really crappy, but um, damn! I'm trying. Now you got me thinking about all these like train wrecks. Yeah. That's... Um, 
I would say current Coachella in its form because current Coachella is just god awful to try to go to now. Is it just bad or is it like actually bad? Like, it, well, it's not. It's not a disaster. Yeah. It's not an ongoing disaster, and that's what we're trying to cover. Yeah, here. That, that, is, so this yeah. is a list of like actually bad, not just man. I paid money to be here, and this isn't as good as I thought it would be. Yeah, we're talking about actual running train wrecks. Yeah, yeah I can't think of any actual like bad ones uh, other than the few i mentioned there no the fact yeah. that i had a few on my mind got a list <laughs> seven already it's a pretty decent list too yeah uh yeah i cannot recall any at the risk of too soon do we want to say thq nordics 8chan ama that's definitely on that yeah. list Although, i don't know if that counts as a convention or I, no, we're it's trying to- spider-man the musical <laughs> A convention. That's true. People got That's... together. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We can throw that on the list of just. So, yeah. No, that works. And, and we can make it. We can make. We could actually put these on sort of a sliding scale as to how much of a fail they. Were. Oh yeah. No. Like, I, I think. I think at the bottom is kind of the. Like I said, the Fortnite attempt. Because it wasn't expensive. It was 20 bucks. Yeah. Like people weren't put out that much it's money. It's weird that so, that one's down already at the bottom of the list. Like, you're absolutely right, though. Yeah, that, that's the, of this list, that is the least horrible. Yeah, mm. that one uh, didn't didn't actively ruin people's lives. <laughs> I, I think number one still has to be Fire Festival. It's gotta be the worst one. don't disagree with that. Yeah, like, it's kind of hard to beat. We were stuck on a goddamn island. And, yeah, two that's... Fu- and two fucking documentaries are being made about the epic fuck-upness of this, and one of them's like, yeah, security frauds happened. Yeah. yeah. Like, that one's just straight criminal. Yep, like actual criminal fraud. Whereas, like, in the case of Fortnite, it's it was only slightly criminal, like the whole, you know, using Fortnite without their permission. Yeah. That was obviously, but n- n- no, when it comes to Fire Festival, it's that's actual criminal fraud. That's yeah, that's like that's arrestable criminal to capital crime in the word criminal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so we got Fortnite at the bottom. Um it, it pains me to say it, but I think Dashcon is maybe the next one on the list. Because again, oh, like, yeah. no one got hurt at Dashcon. No one got physically hurt or stranded at Dashcon. Yeah. I Ugh. um Explain E for all, because I'm not sure I, I, I... Was that, like, just some, like, kind of, like, public L.A. party thing that happened? So, so E for all was a attempt to be the next E3 when E3 stopped making their things at the L.A. Convention Center. Gotcha. So there was a span of, like, two, three years where E3s didn't really happen. Yeah, or no, they it, didn't happen in the capacity that they are now They moved anyway. and stuff like that, too, yeah. Yes. Yeah, they were somewhere in like some air. It was an air hangar in Santa Monica or some shit like that. Yeah, a couple other places over the years. But yes. Yeah. So that was this was their version of trying to be E3, and it just did not do well. A lot of big companies didn't even show up. So you had a lot of empty space in the convention center that was totally rented out, and they had to put up these artificial walls in between so people wouldn't think that there was, you know, it was smaller than it was. But it was, because you could see a lot of space in the back behind the curtains, if you will. So I, I think um, the next contenders on this list are E for All or Pokemon Go Con. And I think E for All ranks lower on the horrible scale than Pokemon Go Con year one. 
because at least you could show up and do the thing you wanted to. The thing that sticks out for Pokemon Go Con year one was you couldn't even play the game. <laughs> yeah. Well, not only that, but like, I mean, E for All, people weren't flying in to do yeah. E for All. Like, people yeah. flew in and traveled from all over to do that Pokemon convention. Yeah. And it, it was a failure. Yep. So, yeah, that would go higher up on the list, I think. So, our three floaters left are Year One E3 Public Ticket, Spider Man the Musical, and THQ Nordics 8chan AMA. It feels weird to put that one directly below Firefest because <laughs> no one was hurt. That's a big gap there to jump over. But yeah, like I, I okay, right under Fire Festival, I would probably put the Spider Man. No, you're you're right. Actually, died. yeah, you're you're saying that you're saying yeah, like, people straight up died because of that. You are correct. Like were those tragic acts? But you're right. No, people lost their lives for the uh for the for the rigging system of a goddamn musical. You are absolutely correct. Yeah, yeah. that's that's horrifying. I. So. so we're left with year one of E3 being public ticket and THQ Nordic 8chan. And I kind of think as horrible as it is, the year one of E3 public being is worse than the 8chan one just because a lot of people paid money to go to E3 and then kind of got ripped off. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm inclined to agree just because of the fact that like there was like big money involved in that. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, yeah, actual measurable harm. Like, them going on 8chan, I guess, wasn't necessarily doing harm to a person. We had to talk I mean, about 8chan. I feel harmed. Okay, yeah, I, I feel harmed just bringing it back yeah. up, to be honest. Yeah. So, so uh, from least horrible to most horrible, kind of in the, it's the X of X. Fortnite Live, Dash Con, E for All, Pokemon Go, Chon, uh, Go Con, uh, THQ Nordics, HN AMA, Year One of E3 being a public ticket, Spider Man the Musical, and Firefest as the biggest disaster. Yeah. Okay, so we ha we have a pretty good scale. Yeah, here. Th this feels kind of comprehensive. Like it's the yeah. and it plays around with the idea of like. It, it's tragic people lost their lives, but no one gets around a fucking desert island. Yeah. The potentiality for death in hindsight at Firefest was shockingly high. I'm yeah, pleasantly surprised that no one died as a result of that thing in all honesty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people were resorting to some crazy shit. Yeah. Like, you guys, I watched one of the documentaries. Did you guys watch the other one? I watched Fire both Festival of them. I could not look away. Like, I, it's... Yeah, I, I I was enthralled for about a week there. Yeah, like I remember seeing one of the things, like one of these group of people, what they did is they slashed the tents of the tent they were in around them so nobody would sleep near them, which is an ultra dick move, but yeah. That's... Ugh. I have to watch the second one at some point. The, ne the I watched the Netflix one, I didn't watch the Hulu one. The, the, they're very different, that's the weird thing. Like, they make a weird companion to each other. Because the Hulu one is much more about, like, the crime and the guy behind it, and the Netflix one is about the event itself. Like, the Hulu one only has, like, ten minutes of the actual festival. Mm. It's very... Well, you know what's really, you know what's well, really there wasn't, interesting? there wasn't much of a festival. I... I mean, they did, like, nobody played except for, like, a local band, yeah. apparently. 
Well, you know what's really funny about the Netflix <laughs> one, right? Hmm? The, the, what's really funny about the Netflix one, or what's really interesting, and I don't know if you guys heard oh, about this, but... it's paid by Fuck Jerry, yeah. Yeah, the guys who were supposed to be in charge of the social media campaign and everything for the fire Festival. Yep. Oh, no, like, the, the best part of the Hulu one is at the end, they're interviewing a guy that no longer works for Fuck Jerry, who's like, hey, you're aware of the fact there's a second documentary being made about this, right? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, in a weird way, Fuck Jerry still is making money off of the disaster as well from that Netflix documentary. Which is kind of fucked, because they led people on as well. Yeah. So, that's kind of the interesting thing about that whole thing. And although also that poor old guy who basically was like, yeah, no, I was ready to suck dick for water. Not like, even in the Hulu one. Yeah. Yeah, it's... May we not live long enough in turbulent enough times to be Firefest replaced. As the biggest shit show. Yeah, and that one was pretty up there. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah, like it it becomes the problem of like literally people were trapped on an island. Mm-hmm. And a shit ton of people lost a shit ton of money. Yeah, it's yep. Well, but now we have a scale. Yeah. Scale of fail. Yep. We need to actually make that a chart and have it and publish it at some point and be able to add stuff in between it. Oh, no, I'm, yep. I'm leaving it on. I will leave it in our show notes the so we can update this. Perfect. A ranking of failure, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> that came in from Anonymous, so I don't have a... We can't say thank you, but that was actually kind of fun to do after all this bullshit this week. Yep. Thank you for writing in. Ah, that's it for emails this week. I pulled that one because it was a long one. And- also, it showed up this week, so yeah. Uh, again, wicked awesome cast at gmail.com down the show notes, etc. etc. That does it for this week's episode, gents. Um, anything you want to say before we get the hell out of here? Uh, no, I got nothing new other than uh, you can check me out on my social medias, Mave Online. Post pictures of a SoCal native who's experiencing fluff snow. Uh, there was so much fucking snow posting. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so much fucking snow. Yarp. I kept yep. waiting for the video of you like dog stall rolling around in the snow outside. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't have a change of clothes or anything to wear that would be okay. I- I'm not gonna lie to you, man. You were enthusiastic about this. I wasn't sure you were gonna realize that like yo snow will melt if I do that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh yeah, follow me, Mave Online. I do things on the internet sometimes. I, I give you mad props for not posting any pictures trying to do a rail of snow. Yeah. Bad props for not doing that, by the way. <laughs> Don't be that guy. Don't ever be that guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Anything from you, Henry? Um, I can be reached through uh, Kraken Zero. That's Z E R Zero. And that's on Facebook and Instagram. And I am Nomad Har, Nomad H A R, on Twitch. I'm fucking Mordak on not fucking Mordak, just Mordak on almost everything or Mordak916 or Dash916 if it's not that or Lord Mordak depending on the platform. If you're playing Anthem I'm Lord Mordak on fucking Origin come hang. I'm playing too much I almost, I almost want to see the parody account of you being fucking Mordak, like that's your Twitter handle and you type (laughs) in nothing but Bostonian slang that would be great. If you go back far enough in my Twitter, it kind of gets like that. 
<laughs> I may have deleted all that shit or set up so it deletes like your old stuff at this point. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. A lot of Foursquare posting at one point in time. Mm. Fucking Foursquare. <laughs> Ultimate surveillance state. Yeah. That's gametized. The idea of keeping track of your ass. Mm-hmm. And you're volunteering to keep track yep. of all that information. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, that's it for this week. Unless someone's got anything else in the last minute to say. Uh, you were out last week, Alex. You want to take us out? Of course. Cue the map. <laughs>